to a special edition of the Long Snapper podcast. We don't often do these. Um, we don't often do any editions outside of the, the regular weekly pods we do in the season. Um, we are going to come up with some awards. Um, we are doing our bit to help out the 99 yards. Adam Barton is with me um, representing them. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Adam. How are you? It sounds like the start of a drinking game. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we. Some of you may remember we did this last year. Um, we barely remember, so we're gonna we're gonna try and do the same thing again. Um, well, why don't you explain what you're doing with these awards, and then I'll I'll try and explain the purpose of this pod. Yeah. So we had the idea. Well, at the start of last season, I guess it was to. Th- just create a new uh, new awards and try and get everyone from the um, from the sort of British NFL landscape, any, any uh, podcasters, writers, that sort of thing, uh, and and get get as many people involved and basically treat it like the the AP awards uh, and and All Pro team just to get a bit a bit of a panel together. I think we've got about forty five people who, who certainly have committed to to vote this. Uh, uh, this season, so it's it's pretty much the same number, and definitely as as well qualified as as all the AP writers are uh, to to uh, judge who should be on the uh, your um, creme de la creme you have right here, my friend. And to see how it compares to the uh, to the to the quote official one. Obviously, it's not the the NFL's one, but the uh, the official AP um, All Pro and and awards uh, season. Cool. So we, as the Long Snapper podcast, have you know our vote in all of these categories. Um, and rather than argue amongst ourselves privately, by the way, we're doing that as well. Um, we're gonna <laughs> Non-stop, we're gonna <laughs> discuss on air some of the the more headline categories and the as I say the more interesting categories. Obviously, um, the Long Snapper best right guard is very interesting and noteworthy by itself. Um, but you don't want to hear us argue about that. Um, you maybe do want to hear us argue about MVP, um, Rookie of the Year, stuff like that. So we're going to try and get through a few of these and see where we get to. Um, as well as Adam, who, I mean, hopefully might moderate slash mediate, um, help us um, with some of these. Um, I've got Pat with me. Hi, Pat. Evening. Um, you've already heard Craig's dulcet tones. Hi, Craig. What's up? And Rich as well. All right, mate. Yeah. Um, Mark is getting a haircut. Russ is playing golf in the dark. Um, there you go. There are other people's That's alibis. two worst excuses we've had <laughs> in the length of time we podded. And it could be the get, other way around. Who gets a haircut on a Sunday afternoon? At five o'clock. Yeah. Bullshit, mate. That is up there with my dog ate my homework. Chatting. I reckon he's still hung over from the Bills game yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's much more likely. And, and a more reasonable excuse. Sunday. Unless your missus cuts your hair, who's going to the bathroom at 5pm on a Sunday? Shut up, mate. I mean, also, I don't know about you, but who books a haircut? <laughs> Just di- different worlds that, that Mark lives in. Um, okay, so, yeah, as I say, we're going to get to various categories. We'll see how we get on with, with time and stuff. Um, we have scheduled this just before the Eagles-Bucks game, um, just for some real-time perspective. Um, but we will start with the the most valuable player, which actually might be one of the most difficult awards to decide on this year. Um, Pat, why don't we I'll start with you on 
thoughts about well thoughts about the position of this award firstly yeah it's the typical goes to a quarterback award although looking at the people we've thrown in as nominees less than 50 percent of people think it should this year i went for jonathan taylor on the basis that he was such a high percentage of his team's offense and doing everything good that he did with a pretty questionable cast around him, both at the receiving position and at the quarterback position. I think he excelled this season and the Colts would have been hollow without him. How, I mean, I think a lot of the, a lot of the discussion around this will be about ultimately what position this player should be. Um, yeah, I mean, you could, you could argue similar with, with Cooper Cup um, at wide receiver. Um, Craig, I think you, uh, checks notes um may have got this wrong no you didn't apologies uh one or two one or two others uh stuck cooper cup in there um but you know e- equally a defensive player um could be you know tj watt or whoever you could make you could make arguments for that um adam from a perspective of trying to put all this together um i don't know if you've seen votes start to come in on this um but given that they tend to give the award to a quarterback in the NFL. Um, do you think the the UK panel that you put together might come up with a different conclusion this year? I think it's more likely this year than any year, um, partly because there hasn't been the, the an outstanding quarterback candidate. I've, I think the only only um, ballot I've been through is actually Pat when he when he requested it, so, so that he could see who was on on his. Um, but I haven't actually looked through any of the the results in detail. I'll, I'll do that in all in one. Uh, so just I, I, I'd rather do it that way rather than keeping it keeping tabs on. That's fair. It sounds through. like a lot of work. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I, you guys will. I'm sure will, uh, won't have been happy with me saying, "Can you please spell every every name exactly right?" And uh, with, <laughs> so that it's 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 uh, sort of normal form. But I, I think it probably will go to a quarterback. But it's less. Uh, less likely this year than than in in a standard year, I guess. Yeah, Rich, I am very anti this award always going to a quarterback, and so with that in mind, I've picked Aaron Rodgers, uh, and the reason <laughs> behind that is because he has just had an unbelievable year. Like it, of all of the years that generally I don't like it going to a quarterback. Often it's there are players who really elevate their teams but he's got 37 touchdowns and four interceptions which is outrageous and that green bay offense hasn't really changed that much over the last couple of years but it's just so much better than it's been for a long time and i do think so much of that is just on his play so reluctantly that's why i've gone with him aaron Rodgers has been fine he's been good but i think you know adam Adam just made made the point for me, which is why I re- I don't like it going to a call quarterback by default anyway. But I think probably in the last I don't know, certainly five, maybe ten years, I think this is the least argument you can make for a quarterback. If you stick, and we talked about this last year, if you stick to the idea that who was the most valuable player, who made the most difference, and um, I, I, I went TJ Watt. Now, I, I think the argument's come back is he didn't play enough games and I've struggled to to argue against it. But if you if you look not just at the numbers, and I hate that about this process anyway, and that it's so focused on numbers, and numbers don't mean anything if you're not actually watching play, if you're not watching games. 
And there is no way, no way Steelers make the playoffs without TJ Watt. And I, I had Jonathan Taylor as a uh, as my sort of other option because I think I think he was arguably the other most important player to his team, but they didn't make it. And had the Colts managed to get in, I think Jonathan Taylor wins it. But on the basis that they didn't and the Steelers did, you know, TJ Watt far and away the biggest sack, uh, most sacks this year. But it's not just that, it's his impact on every single play. I just think, you know, 13 points a week they're conceding or something ridiculous. 10 points here, 7 points, 13 points. TJ Watt has to be up there. Yeah, I think the games missed is the biggest argument against TJ Watt and Jonathan Taylor, along with the fact that when Jonathan Taylor came back at the end, it wasn't enough to elevate them to winning those games. Um, I purely put Aaron Rodgers in there because I thought the argument had to be made for him. Uh, but I, I agree with you. TJ Watt's been such a massive part of the Steelers, a, a dog shit Steelers team making the playoffs. When you say games missed for Jonathan Taylor... He played 17 games this season. He's yeah, missed chunks of time in those games, though. He had and, and 1,800 yards. Yeah, and closest to him bit. was Nick Chubb <laughs> with 1,260. Well, yeah. So to eclipse him by nearly 50% is bloody impressive. But they still didn't make the playoffs. That's yeah. Fish. And he but, didn't have that impact in those key games where they needed to win to, play, to make the playoffs. See, I've, I've, I've got this, and I can't, yeah, I can't pretend it's not a Homer thing, uh, but I've got this knee-jerk reaction to every suggestion about Jonathan Taylor, um, and all all my reaction is, well, hang on, Henry got 2,000 yards last year, and he wasn't anywhere near as close <laughs> in the conversation. Now, I uh, made the uh, argument for Henry last year. I swear, didn't yeah, we put no, Henry I, in I last year? I think we discussed it, but I don't. I don't. He didn't get a single vote um, in the the real one, um, and but I, I don't think in the media in general he he was as much in the conversation as Jonathan Taylor is now. There, there were, but there are a couple of reasons for that. One is um, the presence of a, a credible quarterback. And Rich, Rich pointing out that Aaron Rodgers has 37 touchdowns and four interceptions is quite an argument, by the way. When it, And it kind of feels like he hasn't stood out as much or no, one's, no one in that position has stood out. Um, but I think it goes back to what Pat said about just how much of that Colts offence he's been. Um, when Henry, even even last year, he wasn't all of the Titans' offense. Uh, they had um, a superior passing game to how it's been this year, actually. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's hugely valuable. But John, yeah, Jonathan Taylor had such a such a big part of that Colts team. And maybe if they had a bit more around him, um, they would have made the playoffs. I mean, they should have made the playoffs anyway. Um, TJ Watt, um, that argument is absolutely valid. Um, yeah, you, you take him away. I don't think the Steelers are close. Um, sorry, Adam, you wanted to come in. I was just going to say, I, I completely agree on on what you're saying about who is the, the most uh, the most valuable player. I, I agree with Craig's argument. I, I have voted for a quarterback based on the fact that it will be a quarterback just because that's the way the, the, the media works, I guess. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is why why is Aaron Rodgers the by far and away the standout candidate? Because I think there's definitely another quarterback that's worthy of consideration there. TV. Yeah, Tom Brady. TV. That is, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to bring Aaron Rodgers to the party, you can't ignore TB. Aaron Rodgers was 10th in the passing, 4,000 yards. TB does that on a, a on a down day. 4,000 yards, you're having a laugh, mate. 
that that's not good enough. Tom Brady, five thousand yards, forty-three touchdowns. Come on, now I'm not, and no one was brilliant. Sorry, go on, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew this was going to be straightforward. <laughs> it's not just TB you have to worry about in this conversation either. It's also COVID with Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, not vaccinated against either. Um, that, that's for sure. Uh, do, you, do you think as a podcast we could not vote for Rogers on the back of his vaccination status and make I, that clear? I mean, I already didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't feel that we're close to deciding this. This is. Oh, I'm, I'm swayed by Craig's TJ Watt argument. TJ Watt, helps. If you talk for me, if the thing is, it's always I don't like, I really hate the default quarterback thing. I find it really, really difficult. The thing, the biggest argument for me is not so much Rogers, um, sort of that touchdown. Adam, you you alluded to the touchdown interception ratio, which is brilliant. Don't get me wrong, you can't sniff at that. That's really good. The biggest argument for me in Rogers' favor is the games won. They were uh, quietly top two in the NFC the whole year and we saw so many other teams um, wibble wobble go up and down he continued to consistently put points on the board so that's the biggest argument for me but he's also got Devontae Adams who is the best receiver in the league Um, the biggest difference maker and to get them into the playoffs which was impossible at one point is TJ Watt he he keeps them in the game every week. Then Ben can somehow trundle his way to a field goal or a touchdown and score 13 points and win a game because he's wrecked the game for 40 plays. 40 plays, 60 plays in a game. TJ Watts in, involved in 40 of them. It's nuts. Uh, I, I'm on board with it being TJ Watt, but the same argument applies to him as applies to Taylor. Yeah, I mean, but does does the fact that the Steelers made the playoffs That's push him bit. ahead? That's a um, bit for me. I mean, it, it, you could you could say it's not Jonathan Taylor's fault that the Colts <laughs> haven't, and I think that's a fair argument. But um, I I think the the fact that the Colts are an all round better team generally across the board than the Steelers that's what tips it for me. <laughs> which ironically contradicts the, the made the playoffs argument but I, I kind of get that as well um, Pat where where are you on I mean you're, you're in Taylor in the Taylor camp I, I realise um, can, can we as a podcast actually go with the we're not going to give it to a quarterback thing I, I think we're I think we're nearly there yeah definitely we're still yeah. enough for that um, <laughs> add, add, added to the fact that um, you've thrown Adam, you've thrown Tom Brady in there as a kind of a curveball, but it's a valid curveball. And if we can't pick between Rodgers and Brady, we should really pick neither. We can. It's just that Craig will argue loudly against the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, not I, keep going down that route. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm only half-heartedly arguing for Rodgers based on the touchdown interceptions, how good that offense has been this year. I, I think we should give it, like TJ Watt is where I would put my vote if we had to do it right now. All right. Let's do it then. Craig, I think that's where your vote's going, isn't it? And I'm I'm kind of on the fence a little bit, so let's do it. Who are you trying who are you trying to push, Adam? Before we stick it in, who are you trying to push? I well, initially kind of Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think I I don't think I ever I don't feel strongly about anyone 
um, in this. And and I, I, I totally agree. It's the the quarterback position is probably the reason I was leaning there. And that isn't a valid reason. It shouldn't be. It might be a reason why he actually gets the real one. Uh, but yeah, we're we're better than that. Let's let's uh, let's go. TJ Watt, long long snapper, twenty twenty one MVP. Done. Thirty six yeah. minutes or kickoff. So it's good that's done. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think that that may have been the most difficult one to come up with. Um, it, it, and it may shape some of the others. And um, Adam, just a word on this. I assume it's the kind of convention that we don't give two awards to the same player um, when we go through this thing. I'm guessing that's how it tends to work. Yeah, if you're going to give, uh, if you're talking about offensive player of the year, then if you could give it to a different player, that would, th- that's how. Well, I we're not going to give that to TJ Watt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Craig's persuasive, but he's not out. <laughs> I'm too used to it being to an offensive player. Um, yes, I, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. A different player has to go to to someone else. Yeah. Um, it, it makes defensive player of the year tricky, maybe. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll come to that in a minute. Um, well, let's go offensive player of the year. Um, and based on everything, everything we just said, are we are we saying that that shouldn't go to a QB either, and that Jonathan Taylor should win that award? I think all of the nominations are not QBs that we've got. So we're in consensus on that. <laughs> the majority vote went to Cooper Cup, although that's perhaps because two people put Jonathan Taylor in for MVP. Yeah. Th- I'm finding th- th- it hard to look elsewhere outside of Cooper Cup and Aaron Rodgers for this this one, uh, given what we just said for MVP. And, and I'd, I'd argue Taylor is a bigger percentage of his team's offence than Cup is. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, th- I think we gave this award to Derek Henry a year ago. Um, and despite not giving the MVP to a quarterback, I mean, I, th- I think that that still stands. Um, I'm I'm happy with Jonathan Taylor if if everyone else is. Yeah. Okay. MVP, twenty minutes. Um, offensive player of the year, thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could make the same argument over again for Aaron Rodgers, but let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it in the edit, but no. I'm not, All right. Not going to. <laughs> All right then, uh, defensive player of the year. Then, um, if we're not going to give it to TJ Watt, um, Rich, who else would stand out? Well, I had TJ Watt down here. Um, so <laughs> I would jump down to who I had potentially for defensive rookie of the year which is Micah Parsons uh what he's done on that Cowboys defense in terms of the quality of the work that he's put in as a rookie is just outstanding yeah and that's that's fair enough I I feel I'm not quite sure which way to turn I don't I don't have an argument against that and Craig where are you it's it's tricky because I've got, I think I've got Micah Parsons for you my do? defensive player of the year. And uh, again, it's hard. I'm not one who can solely go um, by stats. I like to go by how you affect the game. And um, Parsons is another one who, who is just so influential in so many phases of the game. He is that, um, traditional outside linebacker who's got great athleticism but can also run the brush the quarterback those long long arms it, he, he's he's a real difficult um, matchup 
So I'm struggling because I've, I think he's locked in for defensive rookie. Um, and the other thing, the, the other player for me that we've got to consider for defensive player of the year is, you know, game wrecker every week is Miles Garrett. So that's where I'm struggling. I'm not sure who... The, the, the problem The problem Garrett's got is Cleveland's wins. That I, I, I think you've got to get, you've got to get wins. Um, so I'm, I'm struggling on this one. Somewhere between Garrett and Parsons. Um, Would anyone go Trevor and Dix? Out of interest. Uh, <laughs> absolutely did, not. <laughs> did we? So we talked about. I think did we talk about on, on on air or in the group? But the obviously the interceptions versus the million yards given up. What, yeah. What, how do you how do you balance that again? You need to watch it because he's such an aggressive corner, but he does give up touchdowns and he does give up yards. And it's whether your defense is like, is he being asked to do that? Are you saying, be brave, we'll live with it? Because if so, then he's doing his job. Or is he almost being too showtime? You know what I'm saying? Too Deion Sanders. It's not just about Trayvon Diggs. So it is a difficult one for me. I do... I tell you what, there, there was once upon, like, once upon a time, if you want to watch a matchup, watch a receiver and a defensive back, Trayvon Diggs is fun to watch. You could you could quite happily just lock in on who he's one-on-one with and, and enjoy that as part of the game. Sometimes I it's difficult to... Sorry, Adam. Sorry, Adam. I, I did see, and I'm, I'm going to butcher the stat here, but I think he was ranked 73rd out of 75 cornerbacks in tackling uh, percentage over the course of the season, which uh, does... I'm, I'm, I was only giving him as a, as a devil's advocate, but just wondering if uh, if he would be considered, given that uh, that uh, TJ Watts is, is out of the situation. I, I have a number of those stats against him, and I'm with Craig. He's a really exciting player to watch, but that was the bit that gave me pause for thought over like really going all in on arguing for him. And one of the others was, I don't know if it was true at the end of the season, but about four or five weeks ago, I saw a PFF article that said that he was on track to be to give up the most yards by a DB since PFF started. So not even just this season. It's, it's a <laughs> ridiculous amount of yardage that he's giving up. And part of that is down to his inability to tackle. And part of it's down to his extreme aggression as a ball hawk and and like you say craig he might well be being asked to just just we know you can go and get the ball we know you've got the the handling skills to make those interceptions count go and do it um and if that's the case fair enough but it does also feel like there's a bit of he knows he has an he has that possibility of getting that interception he's so focused on going for it that he is potentially ignoring some of his other responsibilities and that's costing them at times cornerbacks always a difficult position to judge because some teams will have just avoid throwing to them if you've got if you've got a lockdown corner um they won't get targeted so their stats could be skewed um this is this is not Trayvon Diggs yeah no no absolutely Um, but equally so you know some better cornerbacks can be hidden in this stuff um because they're not they're not being targeted um but I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's he's getting well. Gut feeling of this conversation. He's not. He's not getting this award. And um, Pat, I think uh, you're the only person I haven't asked so far. Where would you? Where would you give a uh, defensive player of the year? Yeah, I mean, I can see the argument for Parsons, and he was certainly much closer to my thinking in this than Diggs was. Rich is right. Diggs was the. Uh, he ended up the second highest DB in terms of penalty yards this season, eleventh overall, I think. I went a bit left field because 
I value a guy who quietly does massive tons of spade work above people who do like splash plays now and again really make the headlines that way um so I went for Foyasade Aluakon from uh, the Falcons who just wrapped up nearly 200 tackles this season and somehow managed to look like a magnificent huge part of um a defense that was struggling overall so you know, I expected to be outvoted on this by everyone in every category, but I still wanted to throw that name in the ring to give it a bit of recognition that it deserved. I'm quite happy for us to go for Parsons as a consensus. Okay, let's 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 do that. I think we could get we could get a bit stuck on this one. It, it's it's a very TJ Watt award, and he's probably going to win it um, based yeah, on <laughs> the MVP going to other other places. Um, but yeah, and no, I'm 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 happy. Not Miles Garrett, not Miles Garrett, because I you think could, yeah, Parsons could... is defensive rookie. That's nailed on. We not like that that that. Okay, we're making that us. we're making that award even more difficult when we come to that. But that'll be, that'll be separate <laughs> to this this recording. Um, yeah, I mean, you could argue Aaron Donald again. Um, as you could argue Cam Hayward. Um, there are probably there are probably others. I'm, I'm I mean, we could be here for hours. Um, I think. We could be here for 27 more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Micah Parsons, let's let's move on. Um, this this award we have to give to a quarterback because that is what it's called, um, the, the All-Pro quarterback. Um, it's based on what we've already said, Rogers versus Brady. Um, TB, man. Is it, though? You, I mean, I've, I'm going Rogers over TB, I'm afraid. Um, Rich, oh. I... Okay, fine. Let's just get it wrong. No problem. <laughs> cool. If Craig's not going to argue it, then I don't need to either. <laughs> Pat, where are you on this? I went Justin Herbert. I think he's had a really good season with the Chargers and the fact that they didn't make the playoffs was predominantly down to that weak defence. He's carried an offence with, aside from Keenan Allen, not amazing wide receivers. I mean, he's elevated the level of Mike Williams to make him look like an absolute star when historically Williams has been, you know, mid-tier, nothing particularly special. So I think he's more deserving of this than than um, Brady and Rogers. I mean, it's... I, go, go. I'd argue against Herbert purely on the grounds of he's made some absolute head-scratching decisions at times this year. I, I love him. I think he's an incredibly exciting player to watch and I wanted him to be better and to make the playoffs this year. But there have just been moments in games I've watched on a number of, you know, it's not every week, but it's every two or three weeks. He he Last just week. has those games where he just does crazy things. And I also think you're being pretty harsh on Mike Williams. I don't think he's a, I think he's a decent wide receiver too. And you've got to remember that Rogers beyond, um, beyond the obvious wide receiver one, he he doesn't have a lot of depth at wide receiver there. I don't think those players are nearly as good as as Mike Williams at all at the Chargers. Yeah, um, Her- Herbert's had a good year when he plays well, but he's made too many mistakes. Um, and you're right, I think the, you know, I think he's got a good receiving call and Austin Eckler's been brilliant this year, which has been a massive benefit to him. I just think... For me, if you want quarterback play and consistency over the year in terms of making a difference, Tom Brady, another 5,000-yard season, 43 touchdowns. Like, it's just... If he had kept his touchdowns under 10... Um, interceptions under 10, 
I, I don't think we'd be having this argument. The biggest argument for Aaron Rodgers is that that differential, the, the differential between his touchdowns and interceptions is is impressive. There's no getting away from that. But it's the wins, the wins I, in a, I think a tough as well, year. I think as well, Craig, that if you took Rodgers out of the Packers, yeah, they yeah. are less than if you took Brady out yeah. of the Bucks. Um, fair, that's, that's a fair argument. I also I also think that while Rodgers hasn't hit 5,000 yards. I mean, over 4,000 yards is still a decent haul. And not in today's NFL, mate. 4,000 yards is standard all day. All long. right. I've watched years and years of dog shit uh, Niners quarterback um, <laughs> throwing yards. 4,000 hey, yards. John, is fine. John Montana these days would be pissing 4,000 yards. Jimmy, Jimmy G could only dream of 4,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> more than 10 yards at a time. So it takes a while to rack him up. Um, but going back, going back to the point on Rodgers is that. They've got ahead in games a lot early on, and they've been able to lean on the run. Whereas I feel like the Bucks have had more games where they've had to throw the ball more because they've needed to win games, and and that's just that's not something we should hold against Rogers. You know, when he's needed to play well, he has particularly early in games to put them up early on and win games. And and I'm with I'm with Adam. I think the the Packers are a worse team without Rogers than the than the Bucks without. Brady. Yeah. Okay. Are we, the supporting uh, cast would... does help Brady, so I do think that's that might, you know, reluctantly might put Rogers <laughs> over the edge. All right, let's move on. We'll give we'll give our, our QB award to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rich, you want the last word though? I do want one very quick last word, which is I think Dak's been really underrated this year, and if Rodgers had won one of the previous awards, I'd be arguing for him. And no actually, cowboy is ever underrated. Uh, that, that, that is true. Although, uh, you, yeah, you take you take Dak out of that offense, and it's it's well, we've seen no, it. no. Well, well, listen, he's got some it. top 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 receivers there. It's not his yeah, 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 yeah. But others haven't got it done. Is my point. I'm not saying he should win it. I'm just saying we should recognise he's had a really really good year. And I don't know that there's been as much made of it. I know, Pat, normally that everyone spunks themselves over the NFC East, but I don't think he's had as much as much recognition this year as he has in, in past years. Yeah. Thanks, Rich. You'll be really pleased. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ne- next up, um, potentially a, a bit of a tricky one. Um, again, possibly for rookie reasons. We'll we'll see how this, this conversation goes. Uh, but the second best running back in the NFL... Um, we we aren't going to give this award to Jonathan Taylor, so we have to pick another running back. Um, Craig, who's next for you? Um, I had I I still went Derrick Henry, <laughs> and uh, I, I I get the you know he didn't play a lot, <laughs> but when he did, you know yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry was the the best running back in the league for me. Um, and, and and based on the fact that we you know we've gone with this, you're not going to give the same player twice. I think Jonathan Taylor was was easily the best running back. I think that um, you know after that, Derek Henry was so so influential. I do think Austin Eckler. If somebody was to make an argument for Austin Eckler, it'd be tough to to challenge. But Derek Henry for the games that he was available, you know, is Derek Henry brilliant? Yeah, it's much of a muchness behind Taylor. And on that basis, I agree with Craig that the pace Henry was setting was phenomenal. He's nearly a thousand yards on only eight games, so it's I, I would vote for him behind Jonathan Taylor for top running back this season. 
I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I just I kind of feel that our running back should have played more games. Um, I, yeah, it, it feels contrary to all of my instincts and emotions to say this. Um, I mean, Nick Chubb would be in terms of rushing yards, he would be next. Um, but he's I mean, he's missed three games. Um I don't think it's it's weird. Like you look at the numbers and he's he's up there, but I don't feel like he's set the world alight in a funny way. Um, I think that if you if we if if we don't have enough, if we're saying we didn't get enough work from Derek Henry, to have this conversation without including Austin Eckler is nuts to me. Absolutely balmy. Uh, Nick Chubb fine, but I think Austin Eckler. The char- had the Chargers made the playoffs, I think, you know, fair enough, Justin Herbert, but he, you've got Austin Eckler to thank. He's been, he's, well, he, he, I, I think he's probably been their best player. What about Joe Mixon? Look at, look at the Bengals and all the, all the headlines that Burrow and Chase have attracted. Um, but Mixon's been a huge part of that offense for them this year. Um, he's not slowing down with age like you'd kind of expect. He looks as good as ever. I can think he, he should be certainly in this conversation. Um, I think you've got to be careful with, with uh, running backs like Mixon and, and Eckler when uh, it's a very down-the-field passing attack. There's, there's always going to be a lot of space for the running back. Is, is the running back actually making the difference or is it them, them benefiting from, from the scheme? Uh, so while Mixon and, and Eckler both have had good seasons, is it just the environment they're in benefiting them in terms of their, their stats as well? But Well, you say that, um, but while Nick Chubb gave you 1,200 yards rushing... Eckler gave you 900, but contributed, what, nearly as much as that in the receiving threat. So you can say it's a scheme, but if you're catching the ball as well as running the ball, you're the reason that you're able to deliver such a scheme, right? And so I I, I find that a difficult thing to hold against Austin Eckler. I think he did everything for them. That that playmaker position. Where on earth are we going to go with this? Rich, help us out. (laughs) Well, I don't know that I can because I had Najee Harris uh, in here. Um, <laughs> I, nearly, I was just about to mention him. Yeah, yeah. A- again, because of how awful that Steelers offense is and how little they've been able to pass the ball, defense has been able to stack the front. They've had eight, you know, at least eight bodies in there all the time. He's a rookie. Their offensive line was considered not to be good and something that they were going to have to upgrade over the next couple of years. And he's still come in and done a really great job as a rookie there. I think more or less what we've done is we've all suggested someone different, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, although uh, Craig and Pat, you were, you were both kind of happy happy with Derek Henry. Although, yeah, eight eight games just doesn't quite doesn't quite feel right to me. In which case, I'd be happier with Austin Eckler than Najee Harris on the basis of how they performed this season. I I think Eckler's a great shout. I also think Derek Henry right now doesn't make it based on playing time for me. But if we have this discussion in three, four weeks' time and the Titans have made a deep run into the playoffs and he's been a huge part of that, that completely changes how everything looks. And I know this is on regular season, but he's he's such an important part of their their play and he's just such an incredible player sort of hard to get past that bit <laughs> i i know i know um but an incredible player for for eight games i think i think we have to i'm not being that demo, democratic here but i think we probably have to say no um austin eckler i guess i, I don't think he's going to get many votes 1500 yards all purpose yards 
Um, that's, that's decent. And, as, and as you say, a big part of their receiving game. 20 touchdowns. Like, come on. Like, what are, we t- what are you telling me? <laughs> 1,500 yards, 20 touchdowns is fucking mental. Eckler it is. Eckler it is. Let's move on. We're um, on board. This, this isn't, we're not being predictable here. Um, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> wide receivers now, Adam. Um, before we start on wide receivers, we've got to pick three. Um, do we have to pick a slot receiver? Cooper Cup is a slot receiver. Oh, okay. There you go. Job done. <laughs> Cooper Cup. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> and there's yeah. no, there's no argument there. That makes that makes things much much easier. Um, in that case, it makes things much easier if it's true. Uh, well, that's for the purposes of this then it's true um um there's, I'm there's happy no with way of getting stat counts for oh sorry um snap counts for for position especially for slot receiver then I'm happy enough for people to just go wide receiver one two and three if you do want to put a slot in then that would be my preference but there you go um Cooper Cup I, I was taking this when I was doing mine earlier he's listed as as left or right wide receiver he's definitely not slot on uh, on our lads uh, as an example, oh, oh, sorry, um, I missed some of that. He's not he's not detailed as a stop on on what the the on the chart on the um Rams depth chart is that what is oh, that the other the depth chart I I go on is is our lads and he is listed as as either their left or what or right. So it's X or Y. He's not. The, yeah. I, I I find that that's nuts. Cooper Cup plays their slot receiver from memory. He's he's over fifty percent in the slot. Um, based on snaps this season, it's only just over fifty percent. I think last time out we might have argued for, you know. I think I, we ended up having to pick another um, unvaccinated player, Cole Beasley. Yeah, um, we <laughs> last year, year didn't we? And none of us <laughs> were happy with it. Um, I'm very happy with Cooper Cup, uh, yep. regardless. So let let's go with that. Fifty percent is more than enough. Um, we just need to pick two more. Um, Justin Jefferson, absolutely. Go Pat, go Pat, go Pat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for what it's worth, my uh, slot receiver was Keenan Allen. Um, my other two receivers, Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson, both of them had stunning seasons. Debo offers more than just a wide receiver, but that's his assigned position. And I think for the same argument as Eckler, that double threat really needs to be established. Justin Jefferson... People will argue that Devontae Adams should be in ahead of him, but I would argue you you talk about um, the quality of the quarterback having an influence on how much they produce, and um, Devontae is obviously helped by the additional quality of Rodgers. And Jefferson had that bit more production than Adams this season, so I would go Adams and Samuel. Um, Jefferson had more receiving yards than Adams. Um, um... Which, which actually seems slightly surprising, but um, it is it is what it is. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, any any objection to our three receivers being cut, Jefferson and Samuel? Because I I'm more than happy with those choices. There are hands up. <laughs> I don't think we can not have Devontae Adams in. I had Devo in mind on the basis that we went Cooper Cup for Offensive Player of the Year. Given okay. that didn't happen, Cooper Cup has to come in. I've literally got Diva as the fourth best receiver, and I, I'm with you, Pat. I think that he, he he's that in that playmaker role, not just the wide receiver, and he is so important to the the Niners' offense. But Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams have, have you know Cooper Cup set all sorts of records. He, he isn't Megatron. Let's have that right. I don't want and remember, I don't like this change of the 16 to 17 game season either. Winning records, it's, it's not it's not cool with me. But Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, for me, are the 
best three receivers in the league this year. Well, I'm obviously going to argue for Debo because I've watched a lot of Debo this year and he's he has been absolutely brilliant. Um, Devontae Adams has also been outstanding. I really struggled to narrow this down to the other wide receivers that weren't called Cooper Cup. But another name I want to throw in the ring is Jamar Chase because he has been electric this year. He's been absolutely outstanding. And I know that the connection with his wide rec- with his quarterback from college absolutely helps to hit the ground running. But to to have that kind of a season as just a regular wide receiver, let alone as a rookie, is absolutely outstanding for me. And he's got to be in the argument. He's number um, five. I think yards against the yeah. Ravens right as so, uh, yeah, he, he had an unbelievable season and particularly uh, run-in as well. He was a big part of the Bengals getting as high as they did in the uh, in the seeding. This mm-hmm. this has suddenly become difficult. I got a bit carried away <laughs> when I thought we had some names nailed down. Um, I'm really think... sorry, but I have, to, I have to throw him in. Jamar he's Chase, is, he's been brilliant, but he's the fifth. He's number five, I think. Okay. That... And we can throw him into the Offensive rookies. Uh, Offensive award, rookie of the so let's year. Do that. That makes, at least it makes one of those easy. That is nailed on. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, are we are we choosing between? Well, I'm guessing which with. It's I think three... we've got, are we voting on Devonte and Samuel? So have we all said Justin Jefferson's in Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. We all say. I think I think I have. I think from what it seems criminal not to put Adams in there. I'm sorry, Rich. I, I, the impact Samuel has such an impact on that team I absolutely love him as a player he's ph- phenomenal to watch Devontae Adams is double covered every game every yeah, game yeah yeah and he but wins Debo's you only got 150 good. Debo's only got 150 less receiving yards than him and he's got a buttload more uh rushing and rushing touchdowns than yeah, him you know that he's going to throw the ball Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams you know that's going to happen and they still do it and and Debo also has a throwing touchdown just want to throw that in the mix no one cares no, <laughs> so, so's Derek Henry. He didn't. He didn't get yeah. in. Uh, right, Pat. Cut, it's going to come down to you, um, Adams or Samuel. I'm on the Samuel side of this argument. I think he's had 150 less yards, but he's had 150 less yards on 50 less targets. And Adams is in a weaker wide receiver group, so he gets targeted that bit more. But I don't good. think that necessarily there, there means go. he's better. Sorry. Sorry, Devonte, you are not getting in our team. Um, it's it's Cup, Samuel, and Jefferson. That's All right, tight end. Now, tight tight end is a, a bit of a strange one. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I've I've I was looking at the numbers on this, and I couldn't quite believe just how well Mark Andrews had quietly done this year. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's hard. It's not a difficult. Point. Surely. Well, this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm not just saying this for your benefit, uh, but it's kind of true. The Ra- the Ravens have, you know, a couple of obvious star names, um, but that that aside, they've kind of struggled in certain areas. And Mark Andrews has, oh, I don't want to say carried the team, um, but yeah, been such such a huge part of that. Um, Lamar obviously <laughs> loves him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. That's that's where I'm at. Um, any uh, any other names that we need to discuss? The only other person who was voted for twice in the pre-work was George Kittle. I would argue for George Kittle, but I think the injury games out probably means that Mark Andrew goes over the top of him. 
Mark um, Andrews, man, nine touchdowns, thirteen hundred yards. No. I I put Kittle in the document, and I've kind of changed my mind. Um, I think we're going. <laughs> I think we're going Mark Andrews, and I think Some, we can. Someone put Frymuth in there as well, which I think I he deserves a mention. He's going to get a mention in the uh, rookies awards. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll come back to that off air. But yeah, uh, Mark Andrews. Um, there you go. Tight end. Um, as yeah. The time gets more frantic. These get faster. That's just that's just how it's going to go. Um, <laughs> uh, comeback player of the year. Um, now I think there's a I think there's a consensus. This, this is a strange one because it's I'm guessing it's it's coming off an injury, um, but there can also always be a story behind this. Um, we've we've mentioned him in the I think in the quarterback discussion or this maybe offensive player of the year discussion. I can't remember, but um, Joe Burrow after last year's injury. Um, I think a few of us mentioned him here. Um, any other names we should be looking at for this one? I think he's the absolute front runner for this. Um, I do want to throw Nick Bosa's name in there because coming off an ACL and then having a 15 and a half sack season is impressive. But what what Joe Burrow's done after that injury is just just hugely impressive. Okay, Adam. I don't think anything's going to be quite as uh, as. Uh, stand out as Alex Smith last year after the injury he came back from. <laughs> no, no. Which is why comeback player of the year hasn't had nearly as much hype as it normally does. But um, Rich, I'd have thought you'd be on the, the Dak Prescott train because he probably had a, a arguably had an, a worse injury, not that I'm a doctor, but just going from <laughs> takes. Um, uh, and and as you said, you you thought he was a very strong candidate for uh, for for the All Pro quarterback, uh, so he surely he he is worthy of consideration as well. Yep, you're absolutely right. I completely missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just give it to Prescott, shall we? It's actually no, Joe Burrow. Joe Between. Burrow. I'm <laughs> All right, Joe Joe Burrow is. Um, Buddy, as it would have been to to have done that, um, you could definitely argue it though. All right, um, I'm gonna. Well, we've kind of touched on these already. Offensive rookie of the year, um, that is Chase, as we've kind of already said, I assume. Um, defensive rookie of the year could be a tricky one. Um, that that's. I don't know why I've put that down. That might be a better off-air one. Um, any uh, any names that anyone wants to shout out here? Did we give Parsons? Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. It's going to be difficult, that... isn't it? <laughs> Is it tricky? <laughs> yeah, he was the consensus across the board if he hadn't got that. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any issue with having the, the rookie of the year also being uh, getting an award as a, as a senior player, for lack of a better term. It's just the same as a sports personality and, and young sports personality being the same player. But uh, yeah, Adam, you've made you... this much easier. Let's move on. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Okay, right. This might be the one that I feel um, most strongly about. Um, Coach of the year. Um, anybody who wants to tell me that this should not be Mike Brable, I will take you outside for a fight right now. <laughs> Unless it's Craig. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a one that I put in more as a... It's been impressive what he's done with a fairly dog shit team uh which is sean payton but if the consensus is Vrabel, i'm not going to argue with that either i think Vrabel's done one else go here go yeah let's hear it i, I went matt lafleur who's 
I know you've got Aaron Rodgers on your team, but he the what the he's building up quite a resume in Green, Green Bay at this point. I think it's hard to ignore. Mike Rabel was very much one of the ones I was considering, but I, I think Matt Lafleur's uh, record as as Packers head coach is, is very very impressive. I think Lafleur is a fair shout, and actually, I don't think any one of us had Lafleur down, so I think that's he has to be in the conversation, but. For me, I, I don't know how we're not considering Mike Tomlin. Uh, how on God's earth you've dragged that Steelers team to a playoff <laughs> run is, considering um, you know the drama they've had during the season this year, that they've got a quarterback who's got about seven functioning body parts. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think <laughs> which, it's which, which seven? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems high. One of which is cock, so absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've got to, you've got to commend the man who's 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 still after all these years, um, you know, got a team who go to the wall for him week in week out. You never, you never, um, your criticism of the Steelers is not application. It is not effort. They have played Steelers football in 2021. Now, if you've watched football for a little while. You know, Steelers football is is arguably one of the the hardest uh, culture to um, to manage on a week to week basis to to to, to tr- effectively try and be the toughest, hardest team every week. Um, they've they've integrated a rookie running back who we've had discussions about him being um, running back of the uh, running back of the year, offensive player and offensive rookie of the year, and we've just given his defensive player of the year to his. Is outside linebacker. I just, I think Tomlin has done such a fantastic job year see, in year out. See, I, I, I just put a coach who has had none of those players who we've just given those awards to, <laughs> and taken the team to the number one seed while having to use ninety-one, which is a record, ninety-one different players on the active roster this season. I just, I just can't see past it, and I don't, I don't care how much of a homer that makes me sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that's where I am, and I'm just hoping I'm going to get enough support from Rich and Pat at this point. I well, I do think that Craig. Sorry, Pat. Fine. I yeah. went variable before the threat of violence. <laughs> and I'll stand by it now for the reasons <laughs> I've stated. Um, for what it's worth, Russ also picked Mike Vrabel in this category to add a bit of weight to it. Well, quite a lot of weight to it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get, Russ, for for going to play golf. Um, I do, Rich, you are... I do think that Craig's argument for Vrabel is there's almost Tomlin. it's almost the fact that sorry Tomlin just it's almost life. the fact that Tomlin just does this every fucking year even when they have nothing going on it we've almost taken it for granted that he'll just he'll just do that again um, and no one would have forgiven him for, no sorry that the Steelers fans would happily have forgiven him if he'd gone you know two three games winning this year and got good draft picks for next year reloaded ready to go um he's he's done an incredible job there and and i agree um what vrabel's done with all the injuries is is equally as impressive and i do think i think there are a number of by equally you mean slightly more so we can move (laughs) on Well, yeah, um, I, I mean, I think there's enough weight behind Vrabel. I do think another mention needs to go to a man whose name I can't uh, confidently pronounce, which is uh, Bisaccia at the Las Vegas Raiders. 
that team could have fallen off an absolute cliff. Yeah, after yeah. Shit that happened there, Perfect. and yet he still got them into the playoffs. Yeah. That has to be an honourable mention. I I, yeah, I, I want to give an honourable mention to a coach who's been sacked at the Miami Dolphins. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely bonkers. Um, yeah, I, I, it is six o'clock. Um, we do have to go and watch some. Uh, we don't have to. Um, we, but we'd like might, to. We'd like to go and watch some playoff football. Um, if we give this to Mike Vrabel, we're going to be. Well, I think he's got enough votes. Um, coordinator of the year is a final one that I had down for discussion. Um, Craig, which we have if, no consensus whatsoever. No. I, I, well, I, I, <laughs> I've gone a, what might sound a bit left field. Um, I've kind of stuck Josh McDaniels' name there, and I'm sure he'd have won this a, f- a few years back. Um, but just for giving that that team a lease of life with with Mac Jones and you know, largely some some unproven players, uh, when you kind of least expected it, um, and he's he's probably got a lot to do with that. Well, he does have a lot to do with that. Um, not sure he's going to win on this occasion. This might be a difficult one to to come to a conclusion. Um, Craig, who have you uh, who have you got for this one? I think this is a really difficult one, but for um, the level of consistency, um, for the challenges that they've had this year, I, I, I would go Byron Leftwich. We, again, managed to get 40-year-old Tom Brady out there throwing 5,000 yards, uh, touchdowns upon touchdowns. Mike Evans, another 1,000-yard season. AB leaves and he still talks positively about you. I just think, you know... It, wins again uh, I think it's very very difficult to pass him and if he does not get a head coaching job next year it'll be a fucking travesty he's got like five interviews lined up already so he bloody shit he, he, he had interviews last year I'd love I'd, we said this before I'd love to see him at the at the Jags it just just the with the whole, whole, whole history um, as, as well um, but um, Rich, have you got a, a name to throw in the mix? I've gone Homer pick, but I think I've got a reasonable argument for it. D'Amico Ryan's Niners defensive coordinator. He's a rookie coordinator. He's taken a huge step forward through the year. He's crafted a defense that is probably the main reason that the Niners are in the playoffs. It's kept us in games at times when we really shouldn't, absolutely shouldn't have been in games. He's had issues at uh, defensive back where we've been down to like fifth or sixth player we've had half our linebacker core out for the second half of the season lots of players off the street and rookies who weren't really expected to feature and you know he's followed on from Salah uh, but Salah's a great coach and they I think a lot of us expected there to be a massive fall off as he learned on the job but it's been anything but the way he's adjusted in game and the fact that he's been less handcuffed to a particular style of defense and been able to make adjustments much, much quicker than I've seen them happen in the past has been genuinely impressive. OK, if either Pat or even Adam can come up with a, a name that one of us has already said so we can nail this down, that would be fantastic. I have an awful feeling that neither of you are going to. Um, I'll start with you, Pat. Well, I'm going to disappoint you because I went for Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator of the Saints, on the basis, similar to Rich, that... I've never seen such a stinking offense get dragged over the line by a defense so many times over the season. That Saints D was tremendous. And I think um, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Okay. Um, Adam, is there anything you can uh, you can do to help us here? Not that I want to decide your, your vote for you, but I, I, I have got a, a, a deciding vote then. I, I went with Josh, uh, yeah, with Josh McDaniels. Um, <sighs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh, oh. 
the, the Patriots did have a lot of a, a good amount of passing yards this year. I think they were top ten. I'd, I'd have to double check on on exactly where they were. And with a rookie quarterback who he doesn't have nearly the excitement that Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow did as a rookie to get that out out of Mac Jones, uh, who was a very boring pick, I think, and and a, a cast of no name receivers is is quite impressive. That a very boring perfect fit pick. I, I felt mine. It was a bit left field actually, but well, there there we go. Um, Josh McDaniels, um, lots I'm of. Re- I'm really unhappy about that. Well, we'll <laughs> we need to we need to take this off air and sort this out. Oh, um, spoiler: we won't get round to that. Um, but <laughs> let's let's go and watch some some Eagles Eagles Bucks. Um, thanks, Adam, for for joining us. Um, we will we will post the rest of the results for for what it's worth. We'll obviously we'll obviously get them to you. Um, where can where can people find the the 99 yard stuff uh, once it's all done so it'll be uh we're aiming to, to release it after the the championship game uh, so it'll be in the in the run-up to the super bowl obviously it's a week later this year which makes things all uh, nice and a bit easier but it'll be on our website and across twitter um we've just been working on how exactly the best thing is and i'm sure we'll have uh, some some podcasts as well to to discuss it as well so all, all across uh, at 99 yards uh, 99 yards 99 yards or you're going to catch me at either .com or .com. I can't remember quite what the... <laughs> uh, Google it. Google it. You'll find something. Uh, Adam, I don't know if you realise how on-brand that was for the long snapper. <laughs> I'm not used to plugging. Cool. Right. Um, thanks again. Let's uh, let's go and watch some, uh, some playoff football. Um, we'll be back soon. Go well, everyone.